In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we tackle all the numbers. Laura is going to show us a peek into her fantastic mind where she tells us about percentages of spandex and leggings. Yes, I said it. Also, we're going to talk about carbs and water ratios when you're running. And to wrap it up, you're going to learn all about the Pomodoro technique for productivity. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. One of Laura's superpowers is comparison shopping research extravaganza. I'll take that. I think you need a costume for this one. (laughs) One with a mask. Oh, that shouldn't be hard. No, it shouldn't. (laughs) But it is such an amazing superpower. You ask Laura to find you comparison shopping research extravaganza on anything And not only does she consume a ton of information, she memorizes the landscape of any store that you're trying to buy it at, and then we'll pull out all the coupons for it on top of it all. Because we're going to save you some money. Right? That's right. Well, Laura, thankfully to all of us, has been doing research on leggings. Yes. Yes, I have. Because I quickly realized that they are not all created equal. Which was a shocker to me (laughs) because my (laughs) yoga leggings from 10 years ago, probably purchased at a yard sale, apparently don't work as well as some of the other leggings that I have. (laughs) Right. I started on this journey. I was like, are Lululemon leggings really all they're cracked up to be? So and and it actually kind of stemmed from a good friend of mine, Amy, who is a great thrifter. And she was like, hey, I found this Goodwill in another city. And they have, because of where its location is, they have lots of really great brands. And she's like, but you probably need to know, you know, what size you are before you go. I'm like, well, then we need to go find out what size we are in Lululemon. Absolutely. So we did that one day and we went in and we and we learned that there are several different types of Lululemon leggings. Yes. And not just one. So we went in saying we want some for running because that's why we wanted them. And so we tried on different pairs and and then we looked at the price tag and we said, okay, we'll think about it. You know, and we knew the price tag going into this, but we just wanted to see if they really were what they were cracked up to be. So tried them on, figured out our size, figured out which type of legging that would work best. 
And then we kind of walked away and thought, well, let's see what kind of deal we can find. Um, well, we didn't find one at the thrift shop. So no, we did not. Yeah. So it was continued to just, well, let's see what else there is. Well, then it just began to, well, you know, I noticed that when I wear these leggings, they feel a little less jiggle. And honestly, when you're running eight and a half miles, you don't want much jiggle. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we don't want much jiggle. <laughs> we don't. And so I began to start looking at the percentages of spandex or lycra in the leggings and they are not all the same so first of all i'm like shocked because who thinks about that (laughs) i thought the tags were what you cut out of the leggings so you don't itch yeah but laura is like peering into them Yes. Getting out the magnifying glass. Right. Because without my glasses, I really can't see the percentages. Yes. And what'd you find? I found that Lululemon, actually, they have their own special trademarked type of Lycra. And it's called Luon. Okay. I think is maybe how you pronounce it. It's about 86% nylon and 14% Lycra. Okay. And it is not spandex, supposedly. And what they are famous for is that it's going to be dry wicking and then it's going to be soft. Which we felt when we tried them on. And then you had a pair of favorite leggings that you felt like you felt better in after runs. Yeah. And they were not Lululemon. No, they weren't. They were Under Armour. Actually, New Balance. They were New Balance. It's okay. It's okay. I I figured out that because I wanted to compare. So her New Balance favorite leggings were about 77% polyester and 23% elastine. Okay. Which I, when I researched, I did not find that to be their trademark. Okay. But we're thinking maybe it might be. Okay. Because it didn't say spandex. It said elastine. So... Okay, so we have that. So that's the 22% elasticy. Then you have the Lululemon that are about 14%. And that's like one of their performance pairs. So obviously their percentages, I think, change with what the legging is designed to be used for. Okay. And then I found some Reebok pairs that I'd gotten from Marshalls for my discount price. And they're about 13% spandex. So that's on the lower side. But I also found that they aren't as breathable as probably your New Balance pair Mm. and the Lululemon. So, and I don't know, you know, that's some more research I'm going to have to do is like, does the amount of of spandex make it less breathable? And then I found, I actually went out and bought because I'd earned some rewards with my Dick app and my running watch. Because, you know, I think we've talked about that in an episode, that if you connect your running watch to your Dick's app, you earn points for just exercising, which, hello, if you're going to exercise, you might as well earn some points. Yes. To get you a coupon. Right? It's like Laura's superpower on exercise. Right. (laughs) So I earned a $10 coupon. So I got a pair of their Calia brand. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's their Carrie Underwood brand and they're sold only exclusively at Dick's and they were marked down to, I want to say like 30, but then I had a $10 reward because I'd run so many miles 
and made them $20. So a $90 pair of leggings for $20, I felt like that was a good deal. That is a good deal. Now, they had about 31, 32% spandex. Okay. But they were as soft as the Lululemon. Okay. Interesting. At a fraction of the price. Right. So we have learned that not all leggings are made the same. They are not. Are the more expensive ones worth it? I think they might be if you can find them at a good price. Okay. I'm not going to fill my legging basket in my closet with $100 leggings because I need a pair for every time I run. So I'm going to need a couple pairs. But if you can find a quality legging at a lower price, I think they're going to be one, more breathable. Two, I think the spandex is going to be better for running and keeping the jiggle at bay. Okay. And, you know, a lot of those too have a, like they keep your legging smelling fresher. Like there's a... Oh, right. Kind Something of like, a, like anti-odor. Like odor. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. So with the jiggle, is there, besides it just not jiggling as much, is there any benefit to that? Like keeping your jiggle intact? <laughs> So, so this is where I went down the rabbit hole of compression leggings. Okay. Stephanie. And actually, you know, I looked up compression and compression is actually, it's like giving your body a little hug. It allows the blood to move through your, through your muscles better, which would then in turn, you'd think would give you better athletic performance. But you were researching also, and you found that actually the, it's not really while you're performing exercise that you get the benefits, it's after. And that's actually something that we kind of noticed as we were doing our own little action research um, while out on the trails that when we wore leggings that were made for running, our legs were not as sore afterwards, especially yeah. when we'd run eight miles, right. you know, a longer run. So this could still be a placebo effect. It could be. And I know some studies out there have said that, you know, that it's, you know, it's all in your mind that the compression is good for you. But if it's going to make me not feel as sore after a long run and then therefore be able to accomplish more, I might, I might do it. Might give it a try. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth it for the $20 Carrie Underwood pair. On super duper sale, half price couponed up with mapped out in the store on Black Friday. Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) Okay, so there you go. We're talking about numbers today and all the different numbers that have to do with leggings, and um, a little then peek into Laura's brain as we've researched that not all leggings are made the same. They are not. If they hug us just a little bit, we may have less muscle fatigue. And that's a good thing. All right, Laura. In addition to knowing all about the leggings and the hugginess of leggings... You've also looked into carbs and fluid and all of that fun stuff for workouts. 
when we go out and we just run 30 minutes, like, you know, we can just go out and run and we've had some water before and had some nutrition before. We're going to be fine. But the tricky part is where you start to get those longer runs and you're out there for over an hour that you really need to make sure you have water with you, especially in the Midwest in the summer. And then also you need to be refueling while you run. At least we found that. Now I know, like I know my son will go out and he runs and he doesn't refuel, but he's 17 and we're in our 40s. So I remember a long time ago being in a race. It was like one of two races that I had entered in my entire life, mostly because I just wanted to see what this thing was like. But anyway, halfway through the race, they handed me a pack of goo and I'm like, what's this? It's what's not this fun. Gatorade. It's not in a cup. It's right. in a little like pouch. Yeah. A like little a, like like a space age, like yeah. little space food. Like you'd suck it in. Yeah. It yeah. was so bizarre. And so then I looked around as I was running and I saw that people were sucking it in. Yep. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this. And it was sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. What is this? So what is it? So it's carbs. It's carbs is what, and I think it's easily digested carbs. Am I right with that? And you need some, it's like that glycerin storage, right? That, that your body uses when you're on runs. And if you don't replenish it while you're doing those longer runs, your performance is going to suffer. Whereas the compression, we're not sure if that really affects our performance. This, it does. We know. Yes. Research out there says it. So So it's a form of really quick energy that your body can get in the middle of a run so that you can continue. continue. Right. Yeah. And so we, you know, because we're getting ready to run this half marathon in Walt Disney World. And And so we've been doing some long runs and we started using these goos. And I think one time we were out there, right? We forgot it. Or yes. we just, I don't, I don't know. We weren't thinking. Yeah. And both of us, like our legs were sore. We, it was hard. It was the hardest. And we, we'd done longer ones, but it was hard. And the next day we were super sore. And like, I think from that day on, we realized, okay, this is a thing. Like when we go on a run, that's longer than an hour. We've got to have some quick um, nutrition yeah, to have while we're on it. And there's lots of different things, choices out there. And don't you worry, we are working on trying every single one of those. Yes, we are. Because it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> and um, and there are also these electrolyte like gummies yes. that we've discovered are helpful. Gatorade makes some. And Cliff makes some. Yes. We actually found, remember we tried the jelly belly jelly bean ones? Yes, because who doesn't want jelly belly jelly bean electrolytes? Yep. That you can pop in with a have electrolytes to keep you hydrated. It wasn't even Easter. Right. It wasn't. It nope. was the middle of summer. Yep. And so there are lots of different things out there. And honestly, I guess I just kind of saw these things in sports stores and thought, is that really necessary as a runner? I'm saying, yes, it is necessary on those longer runs. And so we actually found on Instagram, we found um, a Insta influencer. Is that what you call them? Yep. They influenced us. <laughs> okay. So we're going to call them an influencer. Okay. And it, her name is or her hashtag, I guess, is Marathon Mama. 
Okay, Marathon Mama. And she is, she does all kinds of research about um, nutrition, like before runs, while you're training for runs, intra runs, so during your run, post runs. And um, she recommends like that you, you know, obviously fluid and have carbs before. And then when you have runs between one to two hours that you need 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour starting at the 30-minute mark, and then continuing every 30 minutes, and then three to six ounces of fluid every 15. And and she talks about how four ounces is about four gulps, which I liked how she made that, because, I mean, when you're out there, you're not looking at your ounces and seeing how much you get. But you obviously want to keep rehydrating appropriately so you can keep running, uh, especially when you're out, what, six miles on a trail, you have to get back. Right. And so we've actually had to start thinking about where are we going to have some water stops because we're not able to pack enough water on us to get those water stops that we need. Yes. uh, At this point in our runs. So just another consideration, we're going to maybe hide it on the trail, have somebody meet us on the trail, go out and back, stop at our car, go out and back again. Right. Like we're debating all of these different ways that we can make sure that we stay hydrated. Yes. So we're, you know, we've started realizing that we, you know, after that 30 minute mark, we're trying to, to refuel and rehydrate so that we can continue. And we're definitely noticing a difference. We are. We've also noticed that when we rehydrate or refuel, that we keep walking through it mm-hmm. uh, and that we don't actually stop. So we slow down enough to get the fuel in, to get our water jugs open or whatever it is that we're doing. And then we just keep walking. Yeah. And we find that there's less soreness that way. And then the restart isn't as hard. And the mosquitoes don't swarm. Yes. All the time. Yeah. They only swarm a little bit. Right. That way. So just some more numbers for you all to think about. And of course, even when you're going on those 30 minute runs, it's always a good idea to hydrate before and hydrate after. Most definitely. Yes. More numbers coming out of the brain. Laura. Okay, Laura, so for our mindfulness moment today, we're going to talk about the Pomodoro technique. I mean, that sounds like a dog. Are we talking about dogs here? They can be good for our hearts and minds. (laughs) They can be good for our hearts and minds, but no, we are not talking about a dog. That's good. That's a good guess. Yeah. You have one more guess before we continue on the path of Pomodoro techniques. Um, let's see. I'm guessing it has something to do with health and wellness, maybe. I just really don't know. Okay. I mean, it just sounds like a dog. Okay. So that's my, that's my number one guess. <laughs> All right. So it is a productivity technique. A way to organize your day so that you can both be productive and also feel like you're getting enough like brain rest throughout the day. Isn't that oh, cool? Like just like how you need recovery days from exercise, your brain needs rest to be most efficient. 
your brain needs rest to be most efficient. (laughs) Yes, it does. So there was an Italian student that came up with this technique in the 1980s. And basically what happened was that he had all these assignments that he needed to do and he was not getting them done. And so he decided he was going to break up his assignments into little chunks and set a timer and just like your little 15 minute getting things done throughout I the day. I know, just like that. Oh my goodness. Except that his method is 25 minutes. Okay. So you do one Pomodoro is 25 minutes in length that you sit and you do a task for that long. And then you give yourself a five minute break, a brain break. Well, makes sense. That's why we use them in school. So yes. And then after four Pomodoros, okay. then you take a longer break. Oh. So every two hours or so, you're taking a 20 to 30 minute break. Okay. Okay. So get this. What do you think that Pomodoro means? Oh, Pomodoro. He's Italian. Does it mean little break? Nope. Okay. Does it mean efficiency? Nope. I'm going to use it in a sentence. Okay. When I was a waitress, I worked at an Italian restaurant. And at that restaurant, we served spaghetti pomodoro. Pasta? No. (laughs) (laughs) Pomodoro means tomato. Oh, It's a kind of tomato. And so he called it pomodoro technique because he got a tomato timer. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Isn't it hilarious? And so then he wrote a book about it. And now it's this well-known productivity technique that you can use throughout your day. So some of the challenges to do is figure out how many Pomodoros it's going to take to do an activity. So it might not take you 25 minutes to do something. It might take an hour and a half. So you have to break it up into three Pomodoros. But then when you do it again, see if you can do it in two. Ah, It becomes a game. Better. Get a PR. Yes, exactly. In the the exercise world. So you're going to PR your Pomodoros. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Right. And so then the challenge is that if you get done before the 25 minutes, timer is up. Do you have extra rest time? No. Oh. You get extra time to learn bonus information about that same topic you're working on. (gasps) Okay. This is definitely the research geeks like New Year's Eve. Like yes, they're, it they're is. so excited about it. In fact, I think I might just try the Pomodoro technique on my New Year's Eve. Okay. Just, just see what, what will what, happen what with that. What's going to happen in 25-minute segments. Right. Exactly. So give it a try, the Pomodoro technique. I am so excited about this that I'm going to Pomodoro my week. Of course you are. I might even buy myself a tomato timer so it's real. Well, I'm sure Amazon can help you out with that. Yep, I'm sure they can. So... For your homework this week, what are your numbers? Not your measurement numbers or your weight numbers, but what are numbers of things that you're working on that you want to think about? Maybe it's a habit that you want to do seven times throughout the week. Maybe it is a number of thank you cards that you want to send three times this week. Maybe it's um, an amount of a new food you want to try or how many times you want to try it or what kind of recipe you want to put together. So that's fantastic. So come up with your numbers. Try yourself some Pomodoro 25 minutes on and five minutes off. See how that works for you. Write it all down in your notebook 
And until next week, enjoy that week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You got this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work also follow us on instagram feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear from you 